0: Did you know this podcast is powered by ACAST? ACAST is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know ACAST. It's time you did too. Visit acast.com to find out more. ACAST for the stories.
1: You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Alex Fox. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence, and we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy. oh hey hello hello welcome you glorious twin shapes of wonder <laughs> Woo. We've been i'm so looking forward to having you here
3: yes. cheers my dears i've been looking forward to being smeared all over your studio <laughs> <laughs> although if i sound a bit reticent it's because uh listeners at home or wherever they may be listening don't know that we've just been talking about doing shots of bull spunk <laughs> they do so, not yeah. this was literally
1: the pre-podcast conversation a yeah, gal's got a
3: clearer then. throat before before <laughs> beginning a podcast after such a conversation yeah
1: we'll try not to gag
2: alex please tell our wonderful listeners a
3: little bit about yourself um, well, there's quite a lot to tell, I suppose. You know how uh, people on the internet think that apple cider vinegar can do everything in the world: clean your windows, <laughs> cure your tonsillitis, disinfect your bath. I you feel can. like my job is a little bit like that. I kind <laughs> of, I've got fingers in more pies than a clumsy baker. Mm. So, uh, well, I do deal with all things sweet and fruity, from the coochie to the booty, and uh, some things that aren't so sweet. They're rather more sour. Uh, bits of sex. Um, I'm a writer, a broadcaster and a sex educator. Wonderful. So we have
1: to ask you, what do you think about the stigma surrounding the number of people that you've slept with?
3: (sighs) I think the concept of the body count really puts the dick in ridiculous, doesn't it? Mm
2: -hmm. Really
3: does. Um, I think for a start, when people ask about your number... They often mean the number of people you've had intercourse with yes. rather than the number of people that you have been sexual with or yeah. had any kind of intimate or erotic involvement with. People don't with. usually
1: like, keep count of like all the intimate connections that they have with people, but mm. they would with intercourse.
3: Yeah, it, it's, a, it's another reflection mm. of that wider issue in society that we have of being so Busy with focusing our concentration on penetration yeah Uh, and as i often say the sole goal of sex should not be putting a pole in a hole and yet this is what we fixate on so much and the idea of asking people how many people have you been penetrated by or penetrated yourself just perpetuates that
1: fuck number one the first fuck
3: oh okay well i lost my virginity on the most disgusting sofa known to man <laughs>
0: oh, God. Seriously,
3: seriously it was fluorescent orange wow. like some kind of stupendous satsuma color with hideous really bold floral pattern on it to the point where the pattern of the sofa was so loud that you would have to wear earplugs and looking at it was more painful than my first... <laughs> I was going to say. My first <laughs> incidents of intercourse, yeah.
2: It sounds like it's overshadowed your shag. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, my mum actually sold it a few months. She just happened was to your sell mom's. it. Yeah, it was my mum's. It oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> It was a, a pull-out, one of those pull-out sofa beds that she had downstairs in the lounge for when guests came over. <laughs> so, yeah, so my first, inst- my first experience of sex was... Pull, pull out in one way or another <laughs> actually it was very sensible we used we used a condom I was on the pill um I was good yeah was very sensible. I knew very my stuff sensible. from a young age yeah. Very sensible. um but I, I was 16 years old on this hideous sofa and uh yeah a couple of weeks afterwards my mum just happened to sell it so I had this weird experience of watching a stranger from loot <laughs> magazine <laughs> mm-hmm. try and awkwardly shove the location of my deflowering the hideously flowered location of my deflowering into the back of a transit van but again I would say that his pushing and shoving was all the (laughs) less elegant than the sex my first experience of sex I am so lucky was it went smooth as an ice cream covered in baby oil it was joyful it was positive I was deeply in love with the first person that I I had sex with I can't even say fucked I mean, it, for Love. the first adult experience, the sensual adult adult experience that I had, uh we weren't really adults. We were so we were so young. We were both sixteen. Children. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't like using that term. But yeah, <laughs> but um it was two two almost adults trying to do a sort of adult thing, and yeah. it was as I'm sure you get from the way I'm speaking here. It was gorgeously innocent. So <laughs> innocent. Yeah. yeah, it was it sweet. Was sweet. Will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was sweeter than a paddling pool full of liquid sucrose. It was just <laughs> gorgeous. Um, and I went on top. And I, I really, yeah, and on
1: your first time.
3: I've only so since learned that, that that's ongoing. quite unusual. Yeah.
2: yeah, you did as well. <laughs> did you? Yeah, but it was more like, I've watched a lot of porn and I want to try out all the moves all at once. <gasps> Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll Ooh. go on top. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yeah. And then I was like, this is shit. My second <laughs> time was in the shower. And Ooh. that's
1: your of place. Yeah. Which is, yeah. <laughs> is kind of crazy for a second time.
3: My second time apologies to my brother was <laughs> on the back seat of my bro's Peugeot 106 oh, oh. which also got sold a few weeks afterwards. Oh my god. <laughs> so public had... sex, sofa sex, what is this? Actually it's you crazy. say public, it wasn't public. Was it it was garage? I lived right in the middle of nowhere in the sticks. Um and my part my my boyfriend and i obviously both lived with our parents at age 16 mm. um and so we had sex wherever we could get away to and get <laughs> away with it uh, and it was frequently in cars i actually really oh. miss car sex i've never had car sex oh my god i'm missing out i don't think i've had car sex i've, I've had car like oral and oh we were and permanently things, but, yeah. just revving the up the car, ragging it away, and then shagging in, in the oh, deepest, darkest so corners of Cheshire. Yeah. It's actually
2: really uncomfortable, I imagine. Awkward, you've got like weird, and <laughs> I was gonna say joysticks, that's not how you ride a car.
3: Yeah. How, how do you have good car sex? Uh. Well, you. I'm not sure quite how <laughs> romantic and or comfortable it was, but I was so <laughs> excited to just be having sex with this yeah. guy. I was deeply in love with that. and it didn't matter. Yeah. And it was always exciting. Um, But just... Crank the seat right down. <laughs> yes. It had a little sunroof, so you know we could see the stars. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Occasionally, if we were feeling particularly <laughs> daring, then we'd go on the bonnet. Don't do that if you've been driving for a while, because it gets extremely fucking hot, and you will burn your arse <laughs> cheeks. Did that happen yeah. to you? And you will shriek so loudly that you will scare the sheep in the uh, farmer's field next to you, <laughs> which will then cause you to drop your knickers on the floor. You will then tread backwards into a cow shit. Oh, no, uh, yeah, no. That, was not, that was definitely not one of my hotter. No. exploits
1: Oh this a young person. Fuck two. The best fuck.
3: I find this question really difficult to answer. Um, I would definitely say that my current partner is the person who I feel I have the most fulfilling and full sexual experiences with. Yeah. But that might. that I think that's partly because we we communicate with each other and we're both uh really respectful of each other's boundaries but equal equally enthusiastic to be open-minded um and we i would say we're just very much aligned in our tastes um wow for something very lustful i'm making it sound quite clinical here aren't i <laughs> um but i'm the reason i sound hesitant is because i'm really aware that we have the benefit of Um, many years of evolving and of learning about ourselves Mm. Um, and I don't know whether I it's really hard to pinpoint one best fuck isn't it because there are all sorts of moments in my sexual life that I remember as uh, poignant and pertinent and that I often think of in uh, you know in juicy terms yeah. that maybe weren't the best fuck, but they are some of the best memories because of what they went meant to me mm. at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I had, um, had an encounter with an ex-boyfriend that was in, he was a, uh, he worked as a lifeguard. Ooh, and so wow. we, yeah, we got it on uh, in the changing rooms of a pool. Oh wow! And whenever I smell chlorine, and you know you hear the acu <laughs> like those, you know on. those very set acoustics of a changing room, and you can mm, hear the pool yes. outside. It makes me remember of being like. like Goosebump skin Ooh. From the the combined powers of being Incredibly turned on and quite chilly Because I just got <laughs> out of the pool uh, And trying to be quiet So that nobody around us knew And wondering whether anybody could see The fact that there were clearly two pairs of feet In that cubicle um so it, that was a really <laughs> like hot moment walking from, around outside yeah and that was oh, part wow. of what made it so illicit yeah. and explicit and yeah. thus exciting was that we had to keep it on the hush hush nice. um other other best fucks some, some of them are with myself I remember getting I, I went traveling as a, a lot of people do in the <laughs> early 20s I, and there was nothing original about it but it's um it's something that a lot of privileged folks do do after university yeah. uh, for good reason because it's <laughs> it's, it's had a wild old time yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but I went to Thailand Thailand is a wonderful place however it is also a massive cliche and I found myself because didn't we fucking <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I also found myself getting very wound up by the fact that I uh, there was a lot of sexual tension between me and another guy that, I, that was in my group Ooh. of travelers um, it never really came to a head not on that particular trip anyway it did later in my life. Oh, travel um, sex is the best. Well, it didn't happen on that oh, trip. No. But I did have a wonderful masturbatory moment in a very cold shower on a very hot beach. Oh. Um, in fact, I think a lot of my best fuck memories have either involved extremes of temperature or water for some Ooh, reason. Yeah. Interesting. That is so interesting. Maybe you into you, hot, hot and cold play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not turned on by cold play. <laughs> 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 Although I bet there's some piss play specialists out there who are thinking, yeah, well, you know, I get off to yellow. Yes. <laughs> good. Fuck
1: three. The worst fuck.
3: Okay. Uh, I really debated whether to go funny or serious here. Uh, cuz I definitely like a lot of people I definitely had those fucks that fucked up and been really comical. Yeah. And as you know on Unexpected as we talk about um people doing everything from getting their todger stuck in a very heavy oak cheese board <laughs> for yeah, 7 that was hours one of the yeah, yeah or um knocking themselves out. We had somebody who used a butt plug and accidentally uh fart forced it out with the, with such vigour uh, that it flew across the room and hit their cat. Oh. Dazed their cat. Yeah. No <laughs> and I've definitely had my funny moments. Uh there was a while ago uh with a partner where we'd been doing some um SM inspired stuff. I was wearing a blindfold, I was on Ooh. all fours on a leash. Um and uh there had been some spanking going on, and he f- very thoughtfully um decided that he was going to put something cold on my buttocks um <laughs> with presumably with the idea that it would both it help to deflate any any swelling there and, and cool me down after a good yeah. old spanking, but also you know that temperature play and the shock when you 're blindfolded is is exciting mm-hmm. uh-huh. um however, the first thing that he could grab that was cold uh what happened to be a bag of frozen peas which exploded <laughs> upon contact with my butt cheeks <laughs> flew all over the room we were in which i didn't even know where we were until i pulled off the blindfold and was greeted the, with the sight of my kitchen absolutely covered in bird's eye's best and he was quite a hirsute <laughs> no. guy and the peas were so cold that they'd stuck all in his chest hair in his pubes <laughs> on his face he was he would oh, like no. a kind of budget mr blobby just covered in spots <laughs> and we had to get him in the shower and then i had to get all the peas out the bath of the sieve and it was not sexy did that um, completely ruin the moment actually we laughed about it that so, so it, i good. wouldn't count it as that's it's far from one of my first yeah. one of my worst sexual moments yeah, rather. It's actually, yeah. i actually kind of count it as one of the best because we had to break it down and giggle about it and i think that's yeah. a really important, part so of important. Sex. um i've also had uh the disaster scenario which i am sure i'm not alone in this where you know when you're trying to seduce somebody it's maybe the first time that you've gotten nude skin on skin with them Uh um I was well we weren't quite at the nude stage we're at the point where we were both in underwear yeah and I was making so much eye contact that I was like Medusa trying to turn him to stone (laughs) at least downstairs (laughs) like you know giving it all that seductive um telling him, you know, what I was going to do to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly started w- making my way down his body. I was on the yellow dick road, you know, the like little hairy pathway towards <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. groin. And then as I got closer and closer, I realised it was quite a pungent smell of pee on the, in, in the groinal area. Oh. And I was completely forgiving of this because it we'd been on a very boozy date. Yeah, I, I, We'd been very enthusiastic about each other's company. I imagine that, you know, he'd... You know when you dash off to the toilet during a date and you try and pee and wash your hands as fast as you possibly can. You're out yeah. there like a shot because you just want to continue the conversation. And I thought, you know, poor dude, he probably just didn't shake it before he put it away oh enough no. times or something. So no judgment here. I don't think this person had poor mm. hygiene. Yeah, just I think just maybe he'd been on the booze and there are a few droplets left, and it was it, yeah. But the it, it was it was a sitch that meant that um, it it put out the fires in my loins straight so away to like get
1: fully turned on again when you smell something like that or you see like just like a little bit of fluff down there and you're just like okay, tissue's oh yeah. the worst. Like, oh god open your, and your legs like... and there's like a <laughs> yeah. the tissue and you're like
2: yeah. oh fuck yeah. Yeah. sorry that's All happened to me so many times like dry vagina tissue paper just loves sticking to it anyway
1: once, once i see one of those things i can't then just go down on it because i'm just like in my mind i'm just like okay this is in my mouth now and then like i'm
3: trying to get rid of the smell no it's like there's fluff everywhere i'm afraid that after my seductive like snake down the body i was quickly climbing the ladder back (laughs) up
0: at that
3: point (laughs) poor dude he must have wondered what on earth had gone wrong because my did you actually
1: climb back up the ladder
3: yeah i just thought i'm gonna return to kissing him because yeah I, i i don't i don't think there's I must be clear, this wasn't somebody who hadn't taken care of their personal hygiene. It happens sometimes. Um, If it's a hot, sweaty day,
1: if there's toilet trips happening plenty after drinking. I mean, it happens to me like even now and I'm just like, okay, it smells a bit down there. Just gonna stay up
3: there. Oh my God. I had morning sex a while ago after having some really, we're talking about the tsunami of wet dreams. And I was definitely more than fragrant shall yes, say. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of turned me on I was like oh I'm so animalistic and <laughs> filthy but I was also thinking Jesus this is like a miasma Christ <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't like some kind of, I'm surprised you couldn't see the cloud do you, have oh, you, do you remember watching bed knobs and broomsticks when you yes. were a kid and she has she, the, the witch rides on that like motorcycle that kicks out clouds of sulfurous yellow smoke I, oh, <laughs> I kind God. of imagine that my sexual Like like, that, yeah. But I, I do think we need to be more upfront and unabashed about our bodies and less shamed about that. It's great to, uh, to to you know, wash yourself and be hygienic and, and groom I, I actually really love the ritual of grooming myself when I know that I've got a date. It yeah. it brings me pleasure to yeah. to do the shaving and the anointing and the mm-hmm. you know the preparation. For me it's part mm. of Because it makes you feel desirable and like soft and smooth. Yeah, and it's for sexy. me it's like, it's like it's part of the lead up. Yeah. I'm thinking while I'm in the shower about what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying, oh we should all be minging all the time but the truth is that sometimes human being bodies are naturally minging. Yeah. And I don't think mm-hmm. that we should I think if we if you're gonna if you're gonna slide and ride each other, then sometimes Yeah, you can't have gotta accept that. Yeah, you just gotta got to
2: suck a dirty dick or little little <laughs> <a> smelly funny. <laughs> I've done that so many times where you're just like, you're in the moment, it's like the last thing you wanna do is like, sorry, could you wash yourself? But well you
3: can stick someone you, in you the shower and make it, it sexy yeah. yeah or you yeah. can't you know you, nobody's obliged to do something they don't want to but yeah. you can switch up yeah. your play i think it's just uh, there's a lot of squeamishness about mm-hmm. natural bodily fluids once, and bodily goings yeah. on
1: once i was on my period um and this guy that i was seeing he was just like okay just like hop in the shower click, like wash yourself out get back into bed and he's like i'm gonna eat you out i was like what on my period and then he like I I did it and he did and I was just like so shocked because obviously no one I'd never thought anyone would ever want to go down on me whilst I was on my period. Did you feel comfortable with that? I'm not saying you shouldn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I was slightly hesitant at first, but then it was bloody amazing. <laughs> there are <laughs> yeah, some bloody.
3: people who really get off on that, aren't they? Yeah. Called bloodhounds. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they you really seek mm-hmm. it out. Ooh. It's interesting. I think for some, it's just uh, they like they like that kind of rawness and realness of it yeah i guess i imagine that there's some people who get off on it because it's taboo or they see it as the ultimate intimate act Mm. Um, however i have also read about some guys who see it as um kind of a badge of honor to their masculinity to have dared to go there and that makes me feel maybe a little bit uh I'm, i'm not not keen on that um but funny stuff aside um i think it's probably important for me to talk about one of the more one sadly one of several more Mm. serious worst situations that i found myself in sexually yeah um i have spoken about this once before but i feel like it's important for me to reach as many people as i can of course um so i've worked as a journalist for nearly a decade and a half now and i've Mm. met all sorts of interesting people during that time um and uh a good a good few years ago i was assigned to interview somebody a young guy who had become uh famous quite quickly and righteously so for um for for being great at his job which was um Mm -hmm. he was involved in acting i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm picking my words here for reasons that will become clear um he was actually a bit of an asshole during the interview and made my job really, really hard. I couldn't file the piece in the end, so you won't be able to find out who he is by <laughs> Googling all of the many things I've written. <laughs> um, and I, I left feeling a bit despondent and also a bit nervous about how I was going to tell my editor that things had not gone smoothly. Yeah. Um, later that evening, he contacted me via social media to apologise um, and say that he'd had a really tough day and he was just... Frazzled and not at his best. Yeah. Um. I couldn't work out whether he was doing this because he genuinely felt bad that he'd um not he'd not made my life easy, or whether he was just trying to do some damage repair and he thought he'd fucked up with the journalist. But either way, I thought it was nice that he reached out when he didn't have to. Uh, We ended up chatting and he invited me out for a drink, and I wasn't sure whether it was a date or again him trying to make reparations with somebody in the media, or whether he was just trying to be friendly. But I was single at the time. I was quite starstruck. He was a very good looking guy. Um, the evening progressed. We actually, I was surprised that he wasn't a really big drinker. We didn't drink a lot. Yeah. Um. Sad that I mentioned that, isn't it? But isn't it programmed into us as women yeah. that we have to defend ourselves when alcohol might be involved in an evening if the evening doesn't go as planned.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. Anyway, uh when he suggested that we go back to his place for coffee, for co- for coffee. <laughs> uh I thought why the hell not? Um I'm really getting on with him. Uh this is this is an adventure. Yeah. Brilliant. Um and I was enjoying the I was enjoying the the experience until um I looked up to realise that he was filming me without my permission. Weird. Right. And had never mentioned that there was a camera on me. I didn't know how long that he had been filming me. Was I, he just doing this with
2: his phone? Or yeah, like it was, was a doing, secret camera?
3: No, he was he was filming with his phone. Weird um whilst you were doing stuff together yeah yeah oh so you're already
2: sexually involved at the moment yeah oh, okay i thought this yeah. was like mid conversation no oh, boy, this hey. was
3: this that was mid weird. sexual encounter no. i was nude uh like i say i don't know how long he'd been filming so i'm not sure what was caught on camera mm. um my immediate reaction was to go whoa what are you doing yeah and I, you know that bile surge of fear when Mm you feel threatened and i immediately thought oh fuck um i don't know what he's got on there i feel scared uh is he broadcasting this
2: yeah it could be live is
3: he streaming Mm. this what what is going on and he tried to reassure me by saying oh you just look really hot and i want to watch this myself tomorrow i'll get off on it and That's not okay though without your permission. Definitely not without your permission. It's definitely not okay. And you know what? Now, I would absolutely say, give me that phone right now. I'm wiping that. This is not okay. Yeah. Um however, the reason I think it's important for me to share this is it's my job professionally to talk about sex, okay? I'm not somebody who's particularly shy or res- restrained or oppressed. Mm. Um I was definitely younger then, and I was I was less empowered as a person. Um, my I, my foot didn't found I found it harder to put my foot down with mm-hmm. people, but I still I wasn't a shy wallflower. And yet, I found myself in that moment thinking, "Oh well, I better keep him happy, or otherwise I don't know what he's going to do with this material." God
2: damn.
3: And so, I almost played up to it I think it was still very obvious to him that I felt uncomfortable yeah but I decided to sort of like think oh well oh okay um and again my instinct sadly as a woman was to think how can I make this right but yeah. uh, maybe if I can just please him enough, then this will be fine. He'll want to go on a date with me again and I'll be safe because we'll know each other better and yeah. I'll be able to maintain a relationship and then we'll be able to talk about this and it'll be fine and we'll yeah. laugh about and it And it's in the hard future. to be
1: defensive with someone that you don't know as well. No, I takes a lot of courage really, to speak really, really scared.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And my, ra- my reaction to that fear wasn't to defend myself and tell him that he was a piece of shit my reaction to that fear was to do the first thing that occurred to me instinctively sadly in the moment which was to go along with whatever he wanted because i was frightened fuck
2: number four
3: the last fuck Thankfully, I'm really glad that I get to, like, return to the fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Having brought us down to the the dreary depths of when sex can be awful. um, My last book, I am very glad to say, was superb. Mm. Um, It was not... Uh, an all-guns-blazing BDSM X-rated uh, <laughs> extravaganza. Um, it was actually uh, less less BDSM, more post-barbecue. <laughs> we were both, uh, my partner and I were both really full after uh, spending a lovely afternoon with friends. Um, I was really sleepy because I'd been to a birthday party the night before <laughs> and ended up kipping on my mate's couch in old Brighton. Old. Um, and what was lovely about it... Was that even though we were both quite really far too knackered to do anything with our knackers. Yeah. Um or, or and our undercrackers. Um <laughs> we still managed to have a really hot session with really low effort. Oh. And I am all about that. That is so <laughs> good.
1: We are all about the lazy set. Lazy yeah, sharing. well, it, well it yeah. was
3: it was maybe physically didn't involve a huge amount of movement Mm, but the f i was thinking about this what what were the what were the like concentrated aspects that made this fuck really great and i think one of the things is my partner is really good with his hands and i don't just mean putting his hands on my glands but he is really (laughs) good at holding my face in a way he's i've got quite a small peanut head and he's got quite (laughs) big hands Um, But he holds my face in such a way that the tiniest movement can take that gesture from really tender and comforting and romantic and loving to very commanding and demanding and powerful. Wow. So it's it's the most minimal movement and change of intent can change the whole tone of the play. Mm. Yeah. Um, And he's also really good that if, you know... in again, in a, I must outline in a very consensual way. If I'm tired, he's very good at turning that still into a kind of role play thing of, oh well, I don't want you to move a muscle, and to and Ooh. I basically get wow. to be really subby and <laughs> and involve you know and enjoy that hotness. But also essentially get to be a lazy ass and yeah. move as well. So, so,
2: Sounds like perfection. Yeah, yeah a like, oh, he's i a He's in.
3: very good at, at recognizing what I need in that particular moment and what my mood is, but also managed to yeah. frame that in a way that maximizes the hot. And Love this is that. one. Of, I mean, he's a very skilled man. Yeah, he's a very
1: skilled man. It's so hard to have sex when you're so tired as well. Like you're both lying in bed and you're like, oh, this is just that extra little bit of effort that i don't know if i can push myself over but the when you do it's always so worth it isn't it
3: well this is another time when maybe uh penetration is not the one yeah, do something that's less vigorous and energetic yes. have you ever tried micro massage no okay it's when you lay next to your partner or or how you know whatever formation you happen to flop down in yeah and you're only allowed to touch them with the tiniest tip of your finger in like little tiny taps little miniature circles uh you can maybe breathe on them but the small yes this is a
2: This is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online.
1: This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like... Matched. Just fill out We wanted to tell you about our Patreon! We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves.
2: You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah,
3: check it out and come say hi! Smallest movements. Not only does it help to like really focus the sensation, it feels incredibly intimate and it and actually really, ironically awakens you because Whoa. you're focusing on it but it's also minimum again minimum effort yeah <laughs> i'm all topic. about these techniques that are <laughs> not doing a lot for a big return on investment <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: fuck number 5 the fuck that made me
0: did you know this podcast is powered by acast Acast is the home of podcasting. For creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories.
3: like the idea of one fuck changing my <laughs> whole game. Um, not least because I think that as I evolve as a person, my sexual experiences will evolve. In fact, I'm as I mentioned earlier, I'm 36 now. It has been a freaking revelation to me. I can have new types of orgasm that oh, yeah. I hadn't experienced before and th- this was like really quite recently and, mm. and it continues to be the case that I'm finding new, new forms of pleasure and, and and new new things that light me up yeah. um it really bothers me that there's this um common wisdom that people have a sexual peak in their lives oh yeah yeah it's supposed yeah. to be 36
2: for women right that's your sexual peak it's it, definite in stone it's, it's like, absolute
3: <laughs> I mean it's based on Kinsey research which when, when you look back at it as, although Kinsey uh, did a lot of incredible work it's inherently really flawed in how mm. it measures good sex uh, uh-huh. for a start i think part of that research was based on how many ejaculations that men were having and placed their peak <laughs> yeah, at their early sure. teens a lot of those ejaculations will have been into a kleenex and i, da- I doubt that anyone says <laughs> that that is that was the, the, peak. Yeah, the, the, the peak of their lives yeah not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with masturbation but still no um but yeah i i i hope that my erotic experiences are going to continue to change the game for me over yes. and over again. I want to still be playing the game for my whole life. It's yes. not game over for me. This yeah. is the answer we've been waiting for, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I well, I hope that in my work as well, by talking about what I do, that I help change the game for other people. Yes, um, certainly. I actually had a really moving experience recently where um somebody who had given an incredible interview about her again i'm afraid a a traumatic experience that they had been through uh got in touch with me to say that they'd seen me years ago at a festival on the south bank center in london called women of the world Mm -hmm. and i was there with a brilliant uh project called the my body back project that um that actually uh, addresses the idea that people who've been through sexual trauma can reclaim their own pleasure, um, just as I was cool. speaking about earlier. It's, yeah. it's, they run things like um, uh, an organisation called Cafe V that gets women together to talk about things they've been through, but not just talking about how awful it was, but uh, talk about their futures, about how great sex might be, about, again, about how they can reclaim their own bodies and their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. And part of this talk involved writing a postcode on your hand of where uh, rape or assault or uh, sexual trauma had happened to you. And I wrote my home postcode because the most sexually traumatic part of my life was related to my home. Mm. And unbeknownst to me, somebody in the crowd saw that and it stayed with them for years and they oh. went on to produce an award-winning piece of work about oh, their wow. own sexual trauma that's incredible because i had been able that's to, so crazy, to talk about it like... that day and i had yeah. no clue actually until really recently wow um, so i hope that The game-changing I'm doing is proving that talking about things has positive impacts. That means talking about the funny fuckery that is involved in fucks, talking about the tough stuff, and talking about how all of that, all of the hot things we do with our holes, Mm. are involved with us as whole people. Fucking
1: hell. So our sex story is not wild or anything a dude and i tried to have sex in his car parked in the country by some fields oh we know about this today i swear
3: i didn't send this in
1: (laughs) his car was too small the stick shift poked (laughs) me a lot haha so we got out of the car and walked into an empty field and he took off his shirt and laid it on the grass we had sex in the field at sunset and it was really magical until we were done and looked up and there were several sheep staring at us one pooped and we had to roll away so fast not to get pooped on by the sheep this is so similar to my experiences of my youth (laughs) when we when we got up the sky was pink and it was actually really lovely the sheep said bah and we walked back to the car
3: <laughs> i was waiting for someone to actually get a, tick sent in me their a dick photo oh. of
1: the actual thing afterwards am i allowed a closer look yeah it's just described the just photo the guy there with the lovely like, pink sky and a car parked in a field
3: this story this, this picture actually looks like the beginning of a glorious erotic story yeah. um, really does a hunky looking like, topless gent in, a, farmer's in a pair daughter. of classic <laughs> blue jeans
1: yeah. I actually love stories like this because I love erotic novels oh yeah I forgot you hadn't saw it okay, um, really? oh sorry yeah I love erotic novels so like things like this just make me go oh I love this it sounds so good and you can just imagine it becoming this like saucy passionate story
2: Alex, it's been amazing, thank you so much for coming and joining us.
3: It has been glorious to chat with you, although now I'm exiting stage left uh, with a vision of Stephen King's It in some kind of erotic. I've, all, oh, no, so. I've already
2: been there. Already searched it. Already looked that shit up. Yeah. Oh, that's what I read.
3: I like fantasies.
2: all my horror fan fiction, sex. I mean, Freddy Krueger. Give me him any day. I'm all over that shit.
3: Well, it's nice to know you <laughs> want to be pounded by Pennywise. i
2: have had a calm fetish since I was thirteen. I'm all over that. Oh my god. He's so
3: hot as well. Oh, scars, god.
2: Mm. So,
3: Alex, where can our listeners find you? Slapped all over the internet, at regular. Internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh you can listen to me on bbc radio one's podcast unexpected fluids yeah uh, you can also episode. find me at the modern man with two n's um two for the price of one dot co uk where for the last four years i have been answering people's sexual queries yeah um you can find me at alex fox a-l-i-x with one i like cyclops uh, on instagram mm-hmm. and on twitter uh and yeah please do reach out tell me about what's happening in your world and in your down below's and up above's and um let's talk more about sex amazing yes, let's all
2: do it <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our podcast today guys it's yes. been lovely
1: so please leave us a rating and a review and all the rest of the shebang blah blah yes, blah blah subscribe blah, blah. <laughs> anyway we will I was like well, we will see you next week we won't you will hear us next week <laughs>
2: We're going to see each other tomorrow, mate. We've got yeah. another podcast recording. Way! Yeah.
1: Loads of juicy stuff. <laughs>
2: anyway, bye. Bye. Passy bye Good and titty bye. bye.
0: Did you know this podcast is powered by ACAST? ACAST is the home of podcasting for creators looking for freedom to grow their listeners and make money too. And creative brands looking for smart ways to advertise. Podcasters and advertisers in the know know Acast. It's time you did too. Visit acast.com to find out more. Acast. For the stories.